Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, hello, hello. I'm back in Kauai and glad to be home again. Yeah, and so grateful to join with you. I'm Jennifer Hadley and I love to pray. (laughs) So we're going to start with a prayer and I invite you to please place your hand on your heart and join me wholeheartedly. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to an unlimited, unprecedented flow of love reverberating in our heart and in our mind. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember our true identity is perfect love. It always has been and it always will be. This is our true nature. This is our true identity. So we're moving into that full acceptance of our inheritance, the kingdom that is within We're willing to recognize that we are the treasure. We are the kingdom. And we're sharing the benefits with everyone. We're sharing the benefits with our family, our friends, our community, all beings, because we're one with them. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to this unprecedented flow of love. So grateful to accept the healing in our heart. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits, and we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm. Yes. So, this week in the United States, we have our biggest family holiday on Thursday. It's Thanksgiving Day. And I will be with my family Uh, in spirit, (laughs) not in person. I'll be uh, probably take the day mostly as a day of meditation and contemplation, being still and being grateful, which I very much look forward to. And it's an opportunity when we're with our family to do some very beautiful, intense, and deep healing. And uh, one of the things that we're able to do is to have lasting transformation if we're willing. So I'm inviting everyone to really make this holiday season, this time, this end of the year, however it feels to you as a time where you are willing to focus more deeply in your spiritual practice. And anyone who listens to this radio broadcast knows that what I have learned that brings the greatest benefit is to have focused time for connecting with the higher self, the Holy Spirit self, our true nature, the I am that I am, and to do that in focused prayer, contemplation, and then throughout the day, that's where our spiritual practice deepens. It's the moment by moment what we choose to think. And every thought that we think is a choice that we make. Every thought that we think is a choice that we make. And, you know, it's uh, it's pretty remarkable that if you think about it, if you were to make, say you make a choice only every five seconds, and this is five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. So you can make more than one choice in five seconds, that's for sure. And then if you, so if you say you have one choice uh, every five seconds, and you've got in, uh, in, uh, in a minute, right, that means you have 12 choices, Right, so 5 times 12 is 60. All right, and then you do uh, times 60 minutes in an hour. 
right there in an hour, that's 3,600 choices. And then let's say you're awake for 18 hours a day. That's almost 65,000 choices that you make in a day. And that's really an underestimate. That's a lot of choices. Lots and lots of choices. So that's why in my classes I teach, if you start with, let's just say roughly, if you've got 65,000 or more, maybe 100,000 choices in a day that you're making of what thoughts you're going to think. Most of those choices are that you're just doing the same, making the same choices to think the same thoughts that you've made yesterday and the day before and the day before. And this is why what I teach is how powerful healing, transformative, lasting healing and transformation comes from the willingness to interrupt that pattern of thinking the same thought over and over again. And it's the most challenging thing I've ever done. And when we're with our family, at times of high stress and high pressure, there's an opportunity to shift those patterns that is more powerful than ever. Because it's, in many ways, more challenging. And our willingness to practice when it's stressful and when it's challenging, oh boy, oh boy, it makes such a difference. So I'm going to share with you, today our our topic is healing family guilt. Healing family guilt. And in chapter 14 of the text, section 3, there's uh, the chapter is entitled The Decision for Guiltlessness. And it tells us here, the happy learner cannot feel guilty about learning. This is so essential to learning that it should never be forgotten. The happy learner cannot feel guilty about learning. Now, why is this so important? Well, in every moment, because we're making all of these choices, we have the opportunity to learn from our choices if we don't judge our choices, if we don't judge ourselves, if we don't judge other people, then we can be the happy learner. If we do judge our choices, and if we our choice is to judge other people's choices, then we will be the unhappy learner. So you choose happy learner, unhappy learner. Now this practice of not judging ourselves and not judging others is what forgiveness really is. That's the true forgiveness practice. It's not making a meaning of it, not making a meaning of your choices. Oh, what an idiot, I did that again. Not making the meaning of other people's choices. Oh, what a stupid monkey they are. They, they're just, you know, oh, they, they don't know what they're doing. Oh, they're such an idiot. Oh, my God, they're such a loser. Oh, my God, they're never going to get ahead. Oh, my God, my son is never going to succeed. Oh, my God, my husband is always going to let me down. Oh, my God, my mother always disappoints me. Oh, my God, it's like that. These are the choices that we make to think things. And true forgiveness is non-judgment. So we might have the thought, oh, Oh my God, my 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 spouse is such an idiot. Well, then we can say, wait a minute. Are there really any idiots here on this planet, or are we not all one? Are we not all God's son, the Son of God, the Christ child? Are we not all the Christ with the unlimited potential of perfect love? Is that not what we all are? So then there are no idiots. There are no stupid monkeys. There are no morons. There's no problems. There's only the opportunity to be the happy learner, which is to surrender the meaning that I made of things. So we train our mind not to make negative meaning of things by actively surrendering the negative meaning we've made of things when that is our choice. And so we learn to get out ahead of our judging through our moment-by-moment practice for the entire day. So you see, 
the the powerful morning practice is to be very clear i'm setting intention for this day i'm setting intention to be loving to be compassionate to be kind to be gentle and generous i am setting intention today to be the happy learner to recognize that i'm never upset for the reason i think that everything I see only has the meaning that I have given to it, and I do not know what anything is for, but I'd like to. Everything is working together for my good. Everything is gently planned by one whose only purpose is my good. This is the truth, and I'm willing to see it. I'm willing to know it. I'm willing to understand it. I'm willing to receive it, accept it, and allow it. I'm willing to surrender the meaning I've made of things, the judgments. I'm willing to surrender the repetitive choosing thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. I'm willing to let all that go and stand back and say, I am here only to be truly helpful. And I will heal as I am to heal. So I'm willing to be a healing presence in my own life, in my own mind, in my own heart, and then to share the benefits with everyone because I'm one with them. So the happy learner cannot feel guilty about learning. So if we make an error, which is to judge somebody, including ourselves, or to attack someone, or to think thoughts of lack and limitation, if this is the error we made, as soon as we realize, oh, I don't feel good, I'm not the happy learner in this moment, I'm the unhappy, guilty, ashamed, angry, frightened learner, we can switch, bam, we can switch modes and say, I choose to be the happy learner, I'm willing to be the happy learner, Holy Spirit, teach me how, teach me now. We relax our mind from our attachment to the meaning that we've made of things. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's profoundly healing and transformative. And the only thing that makes it hard is our level of willingness. So, the decision for guiltlessness. The happy learner cannot feel guilty about learning. This is so essential to learning that it should never be forgotten. So we don't need to feel guilty if the choice that we've made has made us unhappy. Instead, what I teach in all my classes is be grateful that you recognize that the choice you made is making you unhappy. You're never unhappy or upset for the reason you think. You're unhappy because the choice you made is not a loving one. And any unloving choice cannot make you happy. Just not possible. And you don't need to feel guilty about it. You simply choose now to make the loving choice, which is to not judge yourself. And release any idea that you're bad or wrong or stupid or unworthy because you made an unloving choice. That's how you move out of guilt and back into being the happy learner. And the Holy Spirit will help you. You know, that Holy Spirit's your true nature. It's your true identity. It's always there for you. Always, always, always available to do the heavy lifting of figuring out how do you remove these thoughts from your mind. You don't have to figure out how to eliminate the pattern, how to remove these thoughts, these attachments. You just have to be willing to make an offering of them to say, I'm not interested in that pattern anymore. I'm not interested in building a case for that anymore. I'm not interested in gathering evidence to support my attack, my blame, my shame anymore. I'm not interested in that anymore. So then it says the guiltless learner learns easily because his thoughts are free. Woohoo! Doesn't that sound good? Yet this entails the recognition that guilt is interference, not salvation, and serves no useful function at all. Guilt serves no useful function at all. The one thing I could say about guilt is when we try to make others feel guilty or when we feel guilty, then what we're doing is we're creating pain 
in our mind, in our emotional body, our mental body. And if we don't heal it at the mental level, it travels into the emotional body. And if it, we don't heal it when we feel emotionally upset, then it's going to travel into our physical body. And that's what I call the divine alarm clock. So if you keep hitting the snooze button, it's going to travel from your mental body. In the pain will travel into your emotional body and then into your physical body. And so if you've been hitting the snooze button a long time, the evidence is in your physical, emotional, and mental body. And, of course, in miracles teaches us that all healing is at the level of the mind. So how do we heal at the level of the mind? Holy Spirit, I am willing to surrender my attachment to these thoughts, to the blame, the shame, the guilt, the resentment, the regret, the jealousy, the unworthiness, the belief that I'm bad, the belief that there's something just inherently evil in my being. I am willing to surrender all these thoughts and all these beliefs and know the truth that sets me free. And it's like Jesus says in the fear and conflict section in chapter 2, that he cannot take these thoughts out of your mind as long as you value them. And if you keep choosing to think them, you value them. So that's why interrupting the pattern and saying, I'm willing to let this go, is so powerful. Now, the only way we can really experience this healing, the only way, is to practice it. So that's why our morning practice, whatever that is, is about deciding to be more awake, more aware, more willing, more loving, more compassionate, more generous, more kind, more patient. And deciding to, that decision is so important, deciding to make this a day of profound practice. Come what may, no matter how challenging it is. And when we notice it's really challenging, the more challenging it is, the more power is in that healing moment. It's in choose. The power is in choosing to be the happy learner. The power is in being willing to have the Holy Spirit help you interrupt that pattern. It says here, perhaps you are accustomed to using guiltlessness merely to offset the pain of guilt and do not look upon it as having value in itself. You believe that guilt and guiltlessness are both of value, each representing an escape from what the other does not offer you. You do not want either alone. For without both, you do not see yourself as whole and therefore happy. So, we're not using this intellectual practice of guiltlessness in order to relieve the pain. That's the slow way. That's the pendulum going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. In our deepening practice, instead of just choosing to eliminate the pain, go for, I desire to know the truth that sets me free. I desire to know myself as perfect, whole, and complete. I desire to know God as me. I desire to know my life in God and to live it fully and completely in each and every moment. So instead of doing your spiritual practice to try to eliminate your pain, instead make that choice in your day, that decision to make your spiritual practice for the purpose of accepting the atonement, healing the world. When your mind is healed, that's the thing that really accelerates our practice. And that's the thing that we can do while we're practicing in our family gatherings and situations. In the most intense times of our life, our willingness to be grateful that we recognize the pain is pushing us and we can choose salvation. And salvation is always going to be when we choose to live in our loving heart. That's the healing that takes place in the mind. It's actually in the mind that's in the heart. Yes. And I just did a free class, which anyone can go and listen to or download at jenniferhadley.com. It's called How to Have a Positive Experience in Your Family. 
how to have a positive experience in your family. It's right there on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. Register, I'll send you the download link, or you can listen to it online, whichever you prefer. It's all free. And if you know anyone else who could benefit from this free class or would like to join you in listening, remember the two or more who are gathered are so powerful. Well, you can hear that music. It's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. Where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and our topic this week is Healing Family Guilt. This is here in Chapter 14, Section 3, Paragraph 4. Each day, each hour, and minute, even each second, you are deciding between the crucifixion and the resurrection, between the ego and the Holy Spirit. The ego is the choice for guilt. The Holy Spirit, the choice for guiltlessness. The power of decision is all that is yours. What you can decide between is fixed, because there are no alternatives except truth and illusion. And there is no overlap between them, because they are opposites, which cannot be reconciled and cannot both be true. You are guilty or guiltless, bound or free, Unhappy or unhappy. The miracle teaches you that you have chosen guiltlessness, freedom, and joy. Remember, the miracle is in the mind. And when the miracle, well, in the miracle in the mind is when you choose the Holy Spirit's way of thinking. When you turn away from the ego, that's the miracle. When you align with the thought system of the Holy Spirit, when you align with the truth, that is the miracle. And then it will manifest and demonstrate in your mental body, in your emotional body, in your physical body as healing. Miraculous healing in your relationships. Miraculous healing in the circumstances of your life. But the miracle is in your mind. It's not in your life. (laughs) So, it says... The miracle is not a cause, but an effect. Excuse me. It says, the miracle teaches you that you have chosen guiltlessness, freedom, and joy. It is not a cause, but an effect. It is the natural result of choosing right, attesting to your happiness that comes from choosing to be free of guilt. Everyone you offer healing to returns it. Everyone you attack keeps it and cherishes it by holding it against you. Whether he does this or does it not will make no difference. You will think he does. It is impossible to offer what you do not want without this penalty. So in other words, it's impossible to offer attack thoughts blame and shame thoughts, guilt thoughts, without this penalty. The cost of giving is receiving. So this is why I shorthand it by saying the judger always feels judged. The attacker always feels attacked. And the lover always feels beloved. It's that simple. If you're moving to thoughts of lack and attack, limitation and separation, just know you're going to generate more of those kinds of feelings of unworthiness and that you should be punished for your thoughts of lack, attack, limitation and separation. This is what you're choosing when you choose those thoughts. You're choosing the cause and the effect is... The upset, the sadness, the depression, 
the unworthiness, the pain, the suffering, the hurt, the resentment, the regret. The cost of giving is receiving. Either it is a penalty from which you suffer or the happy purchase of a treasure to hold dear. So this is why when we choose to live where we're actively eliminating these thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation, and replacing them with gratitude, compassion, kindness, generosity, patience, our willingness, 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 then the transformation feels so joyful. We feel the joy returning. So many spiritual students say, why can't I live a joyful life? Where is my joy? The joy is what we are trading for the shame, the blame, the resentment, the regret. So when you're choosing shame, blame, guilt, resentment, regret, you're choosing that instead of joy. You're choosing to learn through pain and suffering instead of choosing to learn as a happy learner. Grateful that you can learn anything at all. Flipping this switch from being the unhappy learner to the happy learner is just through your willingness. Yep, (laughs) that's why we focus so much on this in my year-long Masterful Living class and in my Finding Freedom Boot Camp. They are the cornerstones. These Course in Miracles teachings are the cornerstones of my classes because I know how powerful they are and I know how challenging they are. And I know that when we make a commitment to practice and when we practice together and we share what we're learning, it is deeply and profoundly healing. And it's not easy. It's not simple. This is why the Course in Miracles workbook is a year long and this is why my Masterful Living course is a year long because it takes most people the full year to just really make the commitment to really get the hang of it to really see oh my god and this is the time of year in my masterful living class when the people are really like oh my god Yes, I am actually really transforming my life. I can see that now. I can look back over the course of the year, how I felt a year ago and how I feel now, and it is noticeably, substantially different. And I have more hope and less helplessness and hopelessness than I had a year ago. Now I'm feeling more and more empowered. And of course, the empowerment, it doesn't come from the... Masterful Living Course or from A Course in Miracles? Of course not. What it comes from is the willingness to practice. And anyone can do that that alone. In fact, on a certain level, we must do it alone. But when you have A Course in Miracles study group, when you have a group that you're doing the work with and you're actively doing it, not just talking about it, but doing it, then it's deeply transformational. Deeply transformational, miraculously transformational. There's a beautiful prayer here in this section, the decision for guiltlessness. It says, what I experience, I will make manifest. If I am guiltless, I have nothing to fear. I choose to testify to my acceptance of the atonement, not to its rejection. I would accept my guiltlessness by making it manifest and sharing it. Let me bring peace to God's Son from His Father. Yes. Again, it says in chapter, in paragraph 5 of this section, Everyone you offer healing to returns it. Everyone you attack keeps it and cherishes it by holding it against you. So in this healing family guilt, let's drill down into this a little deeper and get into the more subtle aspects of it, okay? So how, what are some of the subtle ways, maybe not so subtle ways, that we consciously or unconsciously intend to make others feel guilty, right? So, if we blame someone for our upset, okay, 
hey, you didn't do what you said you were going to do, and now I'm really upset and angry with you. You have totally disappointed me. I depended on you. I needed you to do that. And now I'm pissed at you. You have let me down. Can you see how if someone were on the receiving end of that, it might feel like you're trying to make them feel guilty or activate some guilt? You're perhaps trying to punish them with your upset? You're trying to show them how bad and wrong they are by making them responsible for your upset? upset? It's not loving. It's not loving to you or to them because no one's responsible for your upset. Your upset is always because the meaning you make of it. I'm never upset for the reason I think. I'm always upset because of my interpretation. I'm always upset because of the meaning I make of it. I'm always upset because I'm blaming someone else rather than taking responsibility. I'm always upset because I think this shouldn't have happened. And I'm always upset when I think I know what should be and shouldn't be when I do not know. I'm pretending to think that I know what should and shouldn't be when I cannot see through all directions of time and space. I'm seeing with the ego's eyes. So these are just very direct ways that we try to make people feel guilty. And the reason we do it is we feel that the best way to manage and cope with difficult circumstances is shame and blame, which is a form of punishment. So if we're teaching, you're gonna, I'm going to punish you with my upset, if that's what we're teaching our loved ones, our children, our grandchildren, our spouse, our friends, our family, our co-workers, if that's what we're teaching everyone, then they're going to return it to us. Of course they are. We're teaching punishment is the way to solve the problem. But remember, of course, the miracles teaches us we only have one problem, and that's that we believe that we're separate from God. We believe that we're not the perfect love of God. We believe that there's something wrong with us. We believe that we're separate. So if that's what we're teaching... When we're teaching punishment and guilt and shame and blame, it's because it's what we believe. So you can see that it reinforces what we believe. And then it will be returned to us. Everyone you offer healing to returns it. Everyone you attack keeps it and cherishes it by holding it against you. Be the happy learner. Oh, yeah, I feel, oh, I feel upset by this experience, or so it seems, I feel moved to try and attack, to blame, to shame people, to make them responsible for my upset, but I'm willing to practice. I remember I made that decision this morning in my practice. I remember I made that commitment this morning to be truly helpful. That prayer on page 28 in the text, to be truly helpful, to learn to be a healing presence, to heal, to learn to heal, to be the happy learner. I I made that commitment this morning. So before I say or do anything, before I think another judgmental attacking thought, I'm going to call upon the Holy Spirit. Help me now. Take all false thoughts out of my mind so that I can be the happy learner. I'm surrendering them. I can feel, oh, there's a whole bunch forming and that's why I'm feeling upset. I'm not interested in repeating those patterns anymore. I'm not interested in repeating those patterns known and unknown, felt and not felt, recognized and unrecognized, seen and unseen. Whatever the patterns are, 
please take them out of my mind so I never think them again. I choose my freedom. And I'm sharing the benefits with everyone because I'm one with them. I'm sharing the benefits with every member of my family. I am willing to be the fulcrum point of healing in my family. And I'm giving all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. My job is simply this. To recognize upset is my opportunity to choose again. And if I have 70,000 or more choices in my day, let me just make at least one more choice for love today. One more choice for willingness today. One more choice for happiness today. One more choice for joy. Let me choose to be a healing presence in this world. Let me choose to see the light, to be the light, to know the light, and to honor it in my brothers and sisters. Everyone I offer healing to returns it. Everyone I attack keeps my attack and cherishes it by holding it against me. I'm not interested in repeating that pattern anymore. Let me bring peace. Let me bring peace. So, let's say that we do have an experience where we feel disappointment. If we feel disappointment, we were attached to how it should be. And our attachment is the opinion. It's the judgment that causes our suffering. It is the opinion and the judgment that takes us from being the happy learner to the unhappy learner. And so we can say, oh, I'm going to flip that switch. Happy learner. And you really can't say to the higher Holy Spirit self, okay, I feel unhappy, I would like to flip the switch to happy learner. Help me. Help me now. Show me how I'm willing. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. It doesn't. And as your heart opens with more and more practice of willingness, then what you're going to find is it gets easier and easier, more joyful, more joyful, and you begin to be truly grateful for every upset that you experience because you know that each upset you experience is going to bring you more happiness when you offer it to the Holy Spirit. And that's a beautiful and wonderful thing. And because all minds are joined, you share the benefits with everyone, including, you know, ISIS and and uh, your dead relatives who you think hurt your feelings and never said I'm sorry, all of it gets healed in that willingness. Now, you can see that there are some simple shifts you can make. So if you are trying to or feel entitled to make anyone upset for anything, and if you're not willing to take responsibility for your feelings, you really want to blame it on somebody else. Or if what you prefer, maybe you have a really strong pattern, as many people do, of attacking themselves. Remember, anyone who's attacking others is just projecting the self-attack outwards. So we make the shift in the mind. We flip the switch in the mind. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I just feel the healing happening as I'm talking, and I'm so grateful. So grateful for this teaching because I decided to be the fulcrum point of healing in my family, and it really transformed my family. It was so miraculous as I watched it unfold because the more I chose compassion and kindness and generosity and love and gentleness, the more I saw my family mirroring it back to me and doing the same. I remember one time I went to visit my mom when she was going through radiation treatments and um, my parents uh, have a home on an island off the coast of Maine. My mom is no longer with us in the body. and um, But at that time, the radiation treatment center was a 90-minute ride each way and so I was driving her back and forth to these treatments um, three four days a week I think it was maybe four days a week so it was we were having three hours uh, at least in the car together every day and so we would talk and my mother and I had a very challenging relationship up 
for a lot of our our time together. And I take total responsibility for it because I know the power of one person. And so uh, I was often judging her, complaining about her, or feeling inadequate and unworthy because I kept choosing unloving thoughts when I knew it was unkind and I felt like I couldn't stop myself. That it was habitual. I didn't know. This is how I learned everything that I learned. And so, but I made that commitment to live a course of miracles. And so I began to, I took my opportunity of all those many hours driving my mother back and forth to radiation treatments, uh, for a couple of weeks. And that opportunity to practice non-judgment, kindness, compassion, and to offer those thoughts with great willingness, sometimes just a tiny bit of willingness, to the Holy Spirit at the end of that time, even though we had spent all that time doing radiation treatments, you know, my mother said to me, this is the nicest time I, I can remember being with you. This is because I gave her the gift of non-judgment. I just allowed myself to accept her as she was and not judge her. And this is what I wish for everyone this holiday season is that that decision to practice and the willingness to practice. It's so healing and transformative. Transformed my whole family because of I was willing. Oh, I've got some more to share, and it's time for us to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. Our topic this week is healing family guilt. If you'd like to have a more positive experience in your family, you can get my free class at jenniferhadley.com. And if you'd like to practice next year with me and go deep next year, we start with my year-long Masterful Living course January 1st, and you can register now. Anyone who registers in November, free shipping on your workbooks. Yes. <laughs> little incentive there for you to make the commitment now. All right, so we're going to break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey, 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 welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about healing family guilt. So I'd like to uh, share with you uh, another option about recognizing the guilt. So I was saying before how we're, we may not even realize it, but we're actually uh, attempting to make others feel guilty and ashamed, to punish them by making them, trying to make them feel guilty and ashamed. And, you know, here's, well, here's one thing. Is I notice sometimes uh, I have conversations with people who say they're really upset with me. And they think I've done something bad or wrong. 
And I can tell they'd like me to feel guilty and ashamed. They'd like to punish me by trying to get me to take responsibility for how they feel. But if I do that, I'm in collusion with them and I'm going to become the unhappy learner. So if I say, oh, they're right, I am bad, I am wrong, then I'm in collusion with them and I am not supporting their practice of living the truth that sets them free. Nor, of course, am I supporting my own. So when someone says, you know, I'm really upset with what you did, you can say, you know, I did make that choice. And, you know, it might be you can say, and you know what? I actually did want to upset you. You know, I'll just own it. I did. I wanted to upset you. And you don't deserve that. And I apologize for that. And I have to say, I was feeling helpless and hopeless at the time. And it felt like the only power I had to let you know how desperate I was feeling was my trying to upset you. And I'm I'm sorry. That's not loving, it's not kind, and you don't deserve that. Please forgive me. I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Some form of ho'oponopono. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you, in my experience, most people will be so blown away that you're willing to be transparent and honest. It will be life-changing in your relationship. Now, Sometimes when people try to make me feel guilty, ashamed, or bad because they're upset by the choice I made, I can say to them, you know what? Yes, I made that choice. I can see now it wasn't the most conscious choice or loving choice, and I wasn't taking into consideration how you would feel about it. However, please know I had no intention to disrespect you. I had no intention to hurt you or attack you in any way. And I'm so sorry that you thought I didn't love you, that I didn't care for you because of my choice. I am really, really sorry that that was the the meaning that you made of it. And I can see how you did make that meaning, but that is not what I was thinking at the time. And I just, I need to to let you know that. Now, through this practice, I don't feel guilty when other people are trying to blame me for their upset. I don't feel guilty because I have learned beyond a shadow of a doubt that when I'm upset, it's not because of what other people are doing. It's always because of the meaning I make of it. It's always because of my interpretation. And I have the ability to choose again. This is my ability. It really, really is. And so I'm interested in making a more loving respectful, kind, generous choice. And so every time there's an upset, it's an opportunity to break that pattern and to have compassion and choose again. So I've learned that if someone does something that I don't like and the meaning that I make of it is upsetting to me, I can go to the person, if I'd like them to do it differently, I don't have to blame them for my upset. I can say simply... Hey, when I cook dinner, let's say, when I cook dinner, uh, I, I really appreciate it if you can do the dishes. And I totally get that sometimes, you know how it is, uh, sometimes when I'm cooking dinner, I'm so lifted by it, I'm happy to do the dishes too. I don't mind doing the whole thing. And maybe you're tired, you don't feel like doing the dishes. Um, and if you would like to help me with the do, doing the dishes, uh, or maybe you can do the dishes while I'm cooking, you know, that can work too. I'm open to all these kinds of things. And um, I, I'd like to find a way that it, that it doesn't have to be a set thing. If I cook, you do the dishes. If you do the dishes, I cook, whatever. It can be, well, how are you feeling today? What's going on today? And we can just be in the flow of love together. So last night, I did all that cooking, and I was exhausted. I didn't feel like doing the dishes 
and you didn't do the dishes either, and I thought you were going to do them, and I started to think, ah, oh, this doesn't work for me. And what I just would like to do is say, hey, what's going on? Can we talk about the dishes? Uh, can we do them together? What's, you know, are you willing to do the dishes? Would you like some help? What's really going on? Because when I'm willing to stay in the flow of love, then I'm strengthened. I have more energy because I'm empowered. And making someone feel bad or guilty because today they don't feel like doing the dishes or whatever, just the things that transpire on a daily basis in our families, or it could be in the workplace, could be with friends, could be anything, just to be present in the moment and not blame anyone for our feelings and be open to new possibilities instead of saying it always has to be this way this is the our agreement you broke our agreement let all that go let my people go <laughs> this is what i say oh my gosh all right well it's time for us to pray i'm going to remind you again that uh this radio broadcast is sponsored by the power of love ministry powerofloveministry.net if you enjoy the broadcast if it's meaningful to you will you go right now to powerofloveministry.net and make a contribution or you can go to jenniferhadley.com and on the tithe page you can make a contribution there and then you can go right over and get how to have a positive experience with your family while you're at jenniferhadley.com and uh, also if you enjoy this broadcast writing review at iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is you get your podcast or downloads from that helps more people find it and I appreciate that and thank you for that (sighs) alright so with our hand on our heart we're grateful and thankful to call forth the healing power of love, compassion and gratitude we are willing to practice deeply and share the benefits with everyone we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self in recognizing I am that I am and I am one with the I am presence of every being so my deep practice lifts us all all boats rise on this healing tide of love in gratitude we let it be and so it is Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Have a beautiful Thanksgiving. If you're celebrating, have a beautiful rest of your week. I love you. I thank God for you. God bless you. Mm-hmm.